The programme which follows is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. This is Isotopica here on Resonance 104.4 FM. That was the sound of my dream this morning, yes. I actually had to get out of bed to do this because as uh, regular listeners of Isotopica will know, I very rarely do these days. It's been one of those years. In fact, it's been one of those centuries, 2000. I just haven't seen the point yet. But here I am to fundraise. And today I have old friend, compadre... Compadre. Actor. Actor. National treasure. Treasure. Dr. Dudley Sutton. Ah. How are you, Dudley? I'm a doctor. Yeah, I just threw that one in there because I'm um, getting out a bit early like this. Yes. Um, I was rather impressed. Before we came on air, Dudley was demonstrating some acting for me. He was pretending. He was pretending. He just told me I can't say that, so I'm not going to say that. What we're going to do today is we're going to fundraise for Resonance FM because as most people out there listening and those that don't know, Resonance FM is the world, in fact, the universe's most magnificent art radio station. Absolutely, says he. And, um, well, today we're here to talk about that in, in a kind of wider sense of art radio, neoliberal world, where there's very few wonderful things. This is very unlike the BBC. The BBC, the most common word you hear is sorry. Hello, Dudley. Good morning. Sorry. Sorry, this is uh, Joanna, my, sorry, my assistant, and I'm uh, Hugh, double barrel, double barrel. Sorry, so sorry. Do come, oh, mind the door, do come this way. Sorry. The thing is, they're funded. Is that why they're sorry? That is why they're very sorry. Very sorry. Awfully sorry. When do you think the first time you were actually on BBC radio? BBC radio? I can't remember. Did you ever do any sort of live radio theatre? No, I, I did a detective series once, whose name I forget, 
but it was a nice cow called tall like that. You know, the police, I was the policeman. You know, it's nice playing a copper because you can get your own back. Did you ever get your own back? I think so. I yeah, think so. I would have thought so, if anything. I, I brought the profession into disrepute. No moral turpitude. We were talking about moral turpitude upstairs in the office. Is there a word on its own turpitude, do you think? Yeah, there is, yeah. Somebody Wikipedia it, did, 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 did. Is that a verb? I think it is. Mm. <laughs> um, an American legal term, turpitude. Moral turpitude. Moral turpitude. And being an afternoon radio show, we're not going to have anything of that. No, today. no filth. No. In fact, today, we're going to discuss postmodernism. We are. We're going to discuss postmodernism and referencing. And audio. Recycling. Recycling. And... Moral turditude. Turditude, in fact. Yeah, there's only certain things... We've got a very, very rare opportunity here for Resonance FM listeners. The chance to buy into... Personally, I'd say it's a really good artwork. I think it's an excellent artwork. Excellent. 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 That word has, almost rhymes. It, funnily enough, it has what they call the BBC resonance. It resonates with resonates. recycling, which is right now, isn't it? Recycling is a very now kind of thing. Well, you just come on your bike, didn't you? I did, I did. I cycled. Mm. And, Got told um, off by Lily Law. One of the reasons I never leave the house... Is that the <laughs> one of the many reasons? And know. one of the many reasons, and stay in bed, because when I go out, I find I have to actually sort the world out quite often. I wondered who it was doing that. And um, since I've been in bed for... since 2000, approximately, yes. um, the world has really gone to... What we can, no, I was, no, I was going to use another word, and that's kind of the word we're going to recycle today, isn't it? The word we're going to be talking about, which is... Um, German word, beginning with K, Kunz. Oh, Kunzscheiser. Yes. Referencing Pierre Manzoni. Pierre. Peter. Peter. Yeah, we'd like to know him as Pete, but of course he was yeah. Pierre. Um, Pierre Manzoni was a very important conceptual artist in the 1960s, and one of his most lingering... Lingerings, Lingering of artworks. Yes. was a series of works he did um, in response to his father, who there? said, um, Pierre, son, I think your work is a load of... He didn't like his work. No. <laughs> so he said, you know what I'm going to do, Dad? Daddy. Daddy. Papa. I'm going to stick some of my work that you consider to be. I'm going to put it in a tin, and I'm going to link it price-wise to the price of gold. Or to the price of a Gauguin that recently sold for $300 million. I was going to get it. I was actually thinking of going for that Gauguin, but then I thought, do you know what? I'm going to save my money for the Resonance FM fundraiser. I should. There's so many good things to buy this year. I thought I could have one Gauguin or I could have like three or four things from the Resonance sale, which... um, if you don't know about it yet, you can actually see most of this stuff on eBay this year. It is so professional. So professional. And that's at fundraiser.resonance.fm, which is just one of the most groovy URLs we've had on this station for, I don't know. Days. Days, yeah, yeah. There's my URL, which is theculture.net. We think that's kind of quite groovy, because I got that in the really early days before they are all taken up by Costco. Right. Anyway, we were with Gauguin. We were with Pierre Manzoni. Pierre Manzoni. Let's stick with Manzoni. Let's stick with Manzoni. So he stuck what his dad thought about his artwork in a tin. And um, in doing so, he was referencing the modernist notion of the artist. Now, what was that? The artist is the hero. The artist is the hero? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And the modernist artist is a hero. He just has to think about something that becomes art. Oh, that's true. That's what they do at Chelsea nowadays, isn't it? The one thing you mustn't do is paint pictures. Really? Yeah, you have What do they do c- in the painting department then? I hate to be kind of controversial. Maybe they do though. decorating. Mm. No. Mm. Or face painting. Do you think? Face painting would be nice. Should we do some face painting here in the studio today? Oh, absolutely. Okay, it's look, very I'm going to get color. some crayons out now. I think I've got some crayons here somewhere. Hang on. 
big bag of goodies here, which most of which are actually for sale on the Resonance. Um, Resonance is notoriously good for colour. Hang on. Red one for you, Dudley. There Thank you go. You Red one for me. I'm gonna hang on. We've got a blue one. So Dudley and I are going to be painting each other's faces while we um, consider art and recycling. Right. Remember when you were in Russia? Yeah. Tell me about that. Which bit. one? I'm endlessly fascinated by your trip to Russia. Which? Well, I've done three. Well, no, no, the earliest ones, the please. Oh, the earliest one was extraordinary. It was in 1957. And uh, we went by train, which was stunning. There was a, a festival, a big festival for youth and friendship, international festival for youth and friendship, big government organised thing. But what they did, they brought, they brought young artists, actors, poets, folk musicians from all over the world to come to Moscow for a huge festival. And then they brought groups from it all over the different um, parts of the Soviet Union to perform. So you would get on a bus and there'd be all these Kazakh Kazaki guys with full sheep's heads on their heads. <laughs> full fleece on their heads. Mm -hmm. Beautiful Georgian girls who are very stunning. Are these, are these are the ones I'll never, as you described, they said, Nyet. Oh no, that was on the train. No, the, the point about that story is that we arrived uh, across the Soviet border and saw this train with Lenin and uh, Stalin and uh, the Marx and Engels in gold kind of coins on the front of the train and lots of flags and CCCP on the front. Big, it's all wonderful, very exciting. And uh, we got on the train and we'd been terrified by the Western press who kept saying um, they used, they loved to use the word net and it made it sound ugly and brutal. Mm -hmm. And they, they thought that we would be treated very badly and actually, in fact, we treated beautifully. And on the trains, there were these young girls from the Engineering Institute, little light blue head, oh no, red head scarves, and uh, the pioneers. And they, there were two girls for each coach making tea. And it was very nice and coming in and sweeping up with little dustpans and brushes. And Samovar? Very, Samovar? Samovar, absolutely, at the end of each coach. And they all had gunmetal teeth, which is very attractive. And there was this beautiful girl, and the first time I heard the word net in Russian, one of our blokes was trying to chat one up, and she just put her hand up and said, Niet. Oh. Which sounded like not yet. It does. And it sounded so beautiful from the Daily Express, which was yet. Yeah. Harsh tractor drivers. Yeah. Whereas, in fact, very, very beautiful. Very beautiful. Very beautiful. Lovely girls. This kind of dovetails back to modernism, doesn't it? Does it? Well, I'll tell you why, in my twisted little mind. Yeah. Because the 1950s, 1960s, there was a battle going on about where the centre of culture would be. It was part of the Cold War. That's true. Apparently the abstract expressionists in America, mm -hmm. uh, um, Jackson Pollock, I was going to say Gordon Jackson, Jackson Pollock. Are <laughs> <laughs> you being served? Gordon, no, not yeah, Gordon, Gordon served. Jackson. No, no, upstairs, downstairs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, Jackson Pollock. Jackson Pollock. Funded by the CIA, funded, basically. Sorry, and the man who I love, which is Philip Guston, broke away from them. He's one of the most wonderful of the artists. Um, he'd been in the Mexican Revolution, uh, he'd been all around, and he broke away from abstract expressionism, and none of them would speak to him. They wouldn't speak to him because he broke away from, from the... abstract expressionism. But that was the whole point in modernism. It was always battling for the next thing. Yeah, you you yeah. know, spend hours arguing about a but particular But he just blue. broke off. He was he was um, influenced by Corky the Cat and Robert Crumb. Some of the best people around. The best. I went to an exhibition of VR at the, at the Royal Academy, which is a bit like somebody playing Chopin. And it's all very genteel. And I kept in my mind hearing this terrific jazz coming from the next next show and I went into the other gallery and there was Philip Gustner I'd never heard of and within minutes I was so energised I was charging around from room to room mm -hmm. and just brilliant and beautiful and wonderful and I bought the poster had it on my fridge for years um, just gone so where was he in this international battle, do you think, for the heart of culture? It was the Cold War, where the CIA were backing, backing the well, that, abstract expressionists. Yes, because they wanted America to be the centre of art. And in Russia, when you were there, 1950s, what was going on? Because 
Well, it was very difficult to meet contemporary artists in Russia at that time. How many were not in the gulags at that point? Because very few. I mean, I, 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 I genuinely I don't, don't know no, the history. No, I don't. Then. I don't know. I just know that you you had to go to the big galleries and see pictures of people cutting wheat and driving tractors mm, all done mm, in mm, mm, lush mm, colours. Mm, mm. Or you went to the Tretchkov Museum and the place was covered in blood and you know, various czars and, and, and monks, crazy monks, killing each other. Mm-hmm. But there were a few slipped under the wire. There was a Jewish painter whose name I tragically can't remember who painted a, a famous picture of the 20s of Akhmatova, the poet, and it was almost cubist. He managed to get under the wire. One of the things, I'll tell you what I'm looking for here, because yeah. normally I pre-mix all these nice background tracks for the show. I'm going to fade yeah. that out there. I've got something from, if I look in this folder here, early Soviet sound work, which has so got to be up our street Period here now. Of Symphony of Sirens, there you go. Period. Um, probably 1920s, 1930s. Oh, no, well, the, 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 the audio didn't hit the Let's air see. conditioning until towards the end of the 20s. Right, yeah. hang on, press that button there. All the excitement was going on. Here we go, listen to this. This is from Arseny Aramov, and it's the Baku Symphony of Sirens, Sound Experiments in the Russian Avant-Garde, which... Oh, this is wonderful. Early, 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 early days of communism. Yeah. I can, uh, I've got this utopian notion of communism. Well, it was for a short oh. while, maybe 20 years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is where they were trying to think, OK, we've got a revolution in political terms. We've got to have a revolution in creative terms. So yeah. this is a symphony to be played in a whole town, I understand. Yeah. It's where they had the army up on the hill firing the guns. You had the factory whistles. You had the workers ready to perform. And the ships in the harbour and yeah. this is this is a 28-minute recording we probably won't listen to all of it but from my understanding by the time you were in russia um people like arseny armov had been not only locked up but basically done away with probably. in the gulags yeah, i think stalin death. didn't like the stuff he was actually very conservative he wasn't like he? yeah he didn't like anything didn't like much no. so oh, here, here's this idea of a whole town all the workers taking part, something for them, but they're also a part of. Yeah. Kind of groovy, very it utopian. Is. Very yeah. resonant, I have to say. But it's funny because Hitler did the same thing, didn't he? In what well, respect? He destroyed all the modern artists and called oh, them yeah, corrupt yeah, 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 and obscene, yeah. and yeah. you had to paint pictures of triumph. But, I mean, this is the pro- always the problem with, with revolution. It starts off with this tremendous idea, and uh, very often with middle-class intellectuals, and, uh, and, and when they require the workers to come on board to give them any kind of currency and, <laughs> and try and stop the killing, the workers turn around and kill them. Uh-huh. And then they turn it all into a male c- a construct, into a political construct. And then they can't allow anything that doesn't uh, aim to, to the party line. That includes painters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You finish up in a park in Moscow, Park of Peace and Friendship, with a, a dreadful sculptress called um, Mukhina and you'd stand underneath and be cowled by these giant figures several hundred feet high of the the man with the hammer and the girl with the sickle back to back mm-hmm. and I remember Joan Littlewood our <clears throat> theatre director saying this is this is as if the place has been designed by teddy boys <laughs> yeah <laughs> actually yeah. I thought teddy boys had more wit and certainly more style it was very depressing but the people were stunning they're absolutely staggering and fun. Because they had a wicked sense of humour. Apparently that was a real thing that was noticed at the end of the Soviet Union uh, in the early 80s there, how social life changed from everyone really interacting, going around, visiting, drinking vodka, blah, 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 and all that. Everyone disappeared off into the consumer world, watching the tellies and buying the things, and suddenly everyone got very lonely and isolated. Well, everyone's difficult. You probably mean people in, in Moscow and St. Yeah, Peter's, that's what I meant. The officials. Very, very much, yeah, the, the officials. officials. Yeah, the apparatchiks. It's true. It's, um... 
But uh, Russian Russia, I mean, it's such an enormous place, but the, the people are so full of vitality, they can't be kept down. And when, when they are kept down, they move, you know, in the best tradition of subversive art, mainly through humour. Well, it's what we're listening to in the background here, the, uh, the, the notion of turning a whole town into a work of art. It's a lovely idea. Yeah. Listen, there's the army firing. I love it. I'd like to know, they did a small recreation of this under London Bridge earlier on last year where they had, um, this one is called Symphony of Sirens yeah. and they'd actually got ships in. It was an art angel project, I believe. Yeah. And they'd got lots of ships filled with ship sirens, including they'd um, gone to the Museum of ships whistles oh wow and got as many as they could off them. they said can we borrow some whistles I, I don't think so it's somewhere in the country oh, right. and they fitted all these steam things onto ships and they had this under London Bridge and there's um, a lighthouse ship which is this is amazing this is lovely this is very similar to what happened there and there's a lighthouse ship and on the top of it was um, the conductor and he yeah. was conducting with semaphore flags. Oh, brilliant! And I can't remember. It, I can't remember his name right at the moment, mm -hmm. which is really annoying. I shall bring, come back to that in a bit. I'm suffering from name blindness today. Name blindness. Total name blindness. Yeah. I can't remember anybody's name. George. Oh, Simon. S S Cyril. Cyril. Simon. Cyril. Simon. So modernism. Modernism in Russia became really bad quality wallpaper and strange furnishing, which of course is very chic now. East German chic is oh, kind of like, yeah, yeah, we were at the Stasi much. Museum earlier yeah. on last year and I was just thinking, you know, I want those things. Now, I went out with a girl for a short while called Barbara, who was in the Free German Youth and she lived in Stalin Alley in these huge blocks. Free German Youth? That's Free. East. The Freie German, uh, I can't say it properly, the Freie Deutsches mm -hmm. Jungund. It's yeah. like the Hitler Youth, only they're in blue and white mm -hmm. instead of brown and green. The young pioneers. They're gorgeous. I wanted to be stamped on them, on by them. They all had big boots and marched up and down, bare legs. Very exciting for a masochist from the West. Perfect. Yeah. You were kind of booked for that one, weren't you? I was. Talking of, um, of, of ex-communist chic, the Resonance FM studio. The wall, certainly, don't, don't communist. Yeah, we've really got a kind of thing going on here. There's this kind of wood effect, yeah. um, effects rack over there with all the and machines the clock, and things like that. The yeah. clock is extremely Soviet. There's actually, yeah, there's a, there's a video camera mounted in that yeah, clock, of absolutely. course. Absolutely. Ed Baxter, our director, is upstairs watching every move in the studio. Yes. Excellent. Which is a feed we should actually hack and send out into the world. Modernism. I'm going to keep coming back to modernism. Well, because, we'll talk about audio. Well, I'm kind of going around it because you've got to start off with the modernism to get to the postmodernism. Okay. And the postmodernism. So Menotti. No, what was his name in, in Italy? Menotti. That was a box of chocolates. No, the modern, modernists. The modernists, what were they called in Italy? The futurists. The futurists. Very much so. Yeah. They were fascists. That's an interesting yeah, political no, spin exactly. there. So you had these very, very modern, um, embracing technology, speed, um, yeah. their early paintings with all the sort of little wheels going whizzy, Reflected whizzy, whizzy. in England by Upton Sinclair and people like that. Upton. Upton. Oh. Down Upton. You just don't get names like that anymore, do you? Not a lot. Upton no more. So... Before we can get to the order, we've got to do modernism. We've got, okay. to give, we've got to give context for this particularly fine Resonance FM fundraising item. It's actually an unlimited limited edition. Right. There's just so much of this available. Due to constipation, the power supply ran out. Something like that. Something like that. You can find details of what we're talking about, even though we're not talking about it, at www.theculture.net. Press the button for news or just go to Recycle where you can actually see it there. And there's pictures of this limited, very, unlimited. Very nice labels. Very nice labels, very nice little jars. Listen, you can hear it. There we are. Okay, that's the sound of culture. That's actually the sound of culture in the background there. The sound of... It's, it's actually metamodernism. I don't know if you've heard about this yet, because no. we've done postmodernism. Okay. Postmodernism. Someone told me recently I was actually having a bath under an aeroplane wing in my flat, As bubble you bath, do. with 
a signed-up member of the British Communist Party. All right. Who, you know who you are, she was telling me that postmodernism is a neoliberal construct. Oh, yes, they would say that, yes. But I, why I, left I, the I argued party. it for a while because I like a bit of irony. Mm. I like a bit of irony. And she convinced me. And in the background here, we can hear the workers. Listen. It's amazing. Yeah. They didn't do postmodernism because... Where were they? Because modernism is all in the gulag at this point, I should think. I would think so. It's very confusing, which dovetails absolutely not at all with the documentary I saw the other night, Bitter Lake by Adam Curtis. Right. Anyone else seen that yet? Utterly fantastic. Everyone out there, it's on BBC iPlayer, Bitter Lake. And Adam Curtis, who's going to be on Isotopica on 104.4 FM, the world's most wonderful art radio station at some point, if every answers my tweets. Adam, we know you're out there. Um, He posits the idea that contemporary politics the politics of control, the politics of neoliberalism, mix things around so much that there's no straightforward answer. They try to make things simple. It's, it's we're living in, like, you can hear the, the workers in the background there, they were fighting against capitalism. They knew who their enemy was. Our enemy these days is the bad people. It's a battle of good against bad. Whereas... We can't really work it out. I mean, Syria, does anyone in this room... Look, hands up, anyone knows who's the good guy in Syria? We don't know anymore. It's all I very don't think confusing. It, you can't divide into good guys and bad guys anymore. But that's the narrative that yeah. we're trying to have. Which brings us back to modernism. Because modernism was very straightforward. Modernism was utopian. I'm saying was because the notion of postmodernism modernism puts it in the past. Or is there dualism where they exist at the same time? Any ideas, Doug? None at all. <laughs> no, no, it's just, it's just that, um, you know, with globalisation and everything in the West, it is virtually impossible to put your finger on anything. anything. I mean, it's, it's very easy when there's the good guys and the bad guys and you can write good songs and, be, and beat hammers on anvils. Mm-mm-mm. You know, that's quite easy. What's difficult is when there is nothing you can put your finger on. And it's very, very difficult. It's very difficult to um, demonstrate because there is no absolute black and white clarity. That's the problem. And I think that the revolution... You remember when you and I went to the London University? We were going to go there and sing protest songs and stuff. They were all sitting there with laptops. The revolution is in the laptop. The revolution in the laptop, yeah. Very much so. And I subscribe to various things on the, on, the, on the web, you know, to vote for things, you know, to engage in... Um, in you in sign a petition, don't you, online, yeah, yeah, press yeah. a button, the computer yeah, does it, yeah, and do you feel yeah. satisfied as a protester compared with the protester that you no, would have been in the 60s? No, of course 60s? not. But no. then we all used to go on CND marches to get laid. You know, so, I mean, things were all different. It was the duffel coats, wasn't it? There's yeah, something the very, coats. very There's erotic like about the duffel coat. There's nothing like a girl in a duffel coat with a yeah. CND badge. What do you call the buttons? Toggles. Toggles. Toggles, exactly. yeah. I mean, come on. If, you, if, if you're out on a march, you're trying to save the world from nuclear annihilation, yeah. and someone just looks at you and just says, toggle. Toggle. Oh, that will do man. it. I stole my duffel coat from Her Majesty's Royal Air Force. I was working on a boat when I was when I was demobbed, so I took the duffel coat with me. I had the finest duffel coat on the marches. I don't doubt that at all. Nor do I. <laughs> <laughs> and that's saying something. Well, where 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 would that be? Because that would be, I mean, modernism, postmodernism, kind of. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of going back to my art school days, trying to understand the cultural context of which this remarkable item unlimited limited edition is going to be for sale on resonance fm the world's most wonderful art radio station has that got any link to the man that put the pissoir in the gallery marcel yeah everything's got a link to marcel because marcel made the first conceptual artwork as such he made the first statement that said it's the idea, mate. Yeah. Like Tony Blair said, education, 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 while stealing uh, me, everything just, from the children. Exactly. Marcel just said, it's the idea. And then 
when the ideas got too much, we had to come to the idea of let's get rid of the ideas and have irony instead. Irony, we see Boris Johnson. He's ironic. Oh, very much so. And they, I, we have an American friend, and I said, "Is it true that Americans have no sense of irony?" She said, "Oh no, dear. We never use irony. We use dry cleaning." As <laughs> <laughs> we do. I'm just going to listen to this for a second. Hang on. I've got, I, I don't know what to say after the ironing thing. I keep breaking your train of thought. No, I haven't got one. That's why I don't get out I of love bed. Mm, it's nice. This is um. I have to put my glasses on. It's some contemporary jazz, which is metamodern, post-postmodern, referencing tribal music, perhaps free association, and modernism. people playing bass now like that in jazz bands. Do you know it's mixed then? Oh, is it? I've actually got something else underneath that. Right. Something for the resonance listener. A very, very... Resonant frequencies generated by sine wave, which is a terribly modern thing to do. Very modern. It can also be seen as a postmodern thing to do. And meta. So what does postmodernism do? It references the past. Right. And it... What's his name? Umberto Eco. Yeah. Someone said to him, Umbilove. Umb. Umb. How would you describe the postmodern condition? And as a very renowned postmodern thinker and writer and theoretician, he said, it's rather like the man who wants to say to his girlfriend, I love you dearly. But he can no longer say that because Barbara Cartland has utterly debased the notion of I love you dearly. Then then this can be true of virtually all Western visual art because the advertising agent and advertising people have debased virtually every image. Which is exactly where Umberto Eco has come from. So his suggestion was that the postmodern man would say to his girlfriend, as Barbara Cartland would say, I love you dearly. Oh, okay. See what I mean? He slipped it in there. He slipped the Barbara Cartland in, therefore acknowledging the absurdity of what he's saying, yet at the same time saying what he wanted to say, which is, I love you dearly. So you could say, as Philip Morris would say, this image is very exciting. As Philip Morris would say, smoke my cigarettes until you die, um, because it makes us profit, and it's the only way to get those handmade Italian tiles in your pool. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> good link. Yes, good, good. link. Well good done. Link. Well, so, well caught. Modernism, postmodernism. We're on to postmodernism right. now, where we reference. So what we're doing is we're taking those ideas from the past, as Umberto Eco said, in this case, Barbara Cartland, and we're using them again. And gift-wrapping them. Gift-wrapping them. Yeah. So Barbara Cartland is the gift-wrapping mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. the cliché. It's, yeah, that, what, what, what are those called? Uh, commas, not inverted commas. Yeah. Where you do that with your two... We're, we're all oh, doing it. Everyone in the studio now is doing that. Terrible we're all thing. standing there yeah, with our hands in the air. We're, we're waggling our... The working class aren't doing yeah, it, but yeah, we're yeah. doing it. <laughs> We've been very middle class and we're referencing we what we're saying. So we find ourselves in the 21st century where we have politicians like Boris Johnson who everything he says is said with a grin yes indeed said no we're getting rid of all the poor people in London with a grin which makes him so dangerous which makes him so dangerous because everyone says oh let's vote for him he's really funny he is he is very very funny but of course he's not but he is but on top yeah, but yeah, underneath yeah. underneath no, 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 no no stealing absolutely stealing so this is where postmodernism has come all the way round to have been this absolute it, 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 it's kind of sucked away Modernism was seen as a revolutionary, a progressive movement, culturally, politically, artistically, whatever. Albeit very fascist. Yeah, very fascistic. And brutalism in architecture. Where do you stand in brutalism, Dud? Well, having been in Moscow, not very well, you know, in the old days. Well, I'll tell you a story about brutalism. Go, go, go. The last time I went to Russia, I went to Moscow on the way to St. Petersburg. And we drove around Moscow at night, and there were these huge 
bulky, ghastly, dark buildings. And we came around a corner, and there was suddenly as if a spaceship had landed, and it lit up, mm-hmm. and it was a thing of tremendous beauty. McDonald's. Oh, my. Yeah, it was. It was beautiful. It scintillated. It was in a circle, and it was full of neon. And it was beautiful. And there were queues miles out, like long spider's legs. But it was McDonald's. Sends chills up my neck, that does. Because I can imagine it and, yeah. and, and, and it absolutely working. Yeah. Now, is that modernism, postmodernism, or metamodernism? I'm not going to answer that. It's industrial seduction. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. It's complicated. And yeah. I think anything that's good is complicated. To an extent. Yeah. See, I, I just... There was another place, and this has a story attached to it, um, that um, there was um, a jeweler's... Oh, God, no, not a jeweler's, a perfumer's... Perfumier shop. Perfumier. Perfumier, nice. a Western perfumier. And I can't remember the darn name of it. Oh, Estée Lauder. And I was with this beautiful Russian film producer and I said you smell rather nice uh, Anya and she said Estelada darling I said we, we went to the Estelada shop it was the only bright cheerful place in the home, whole of Goom you know the big department store which was dead full of empty dusty windows with wooden spoons and decorated wooden spoons and there was this jewel and we couldn't get in they would not let no no darling you cannot get into this uh, this um, Estelada I said but you must have no darling I cannot get into this Estelada well who can get into the Estelada the people from Chernobyl Chernobyl can get into this Estelada They've got special privileges. You can imagine them sitting around the Supreme Soviet saying, look, the shit's hit the fan, guys. We've really got to come up with what people really want. Never mind all the bullshit. Mm-hmm. For once, we've got mm-hmm. to get honest. What do they mm-hmm. really want? Estelada. So they gave them <laughs> chits. So one had this image of people glowing ra- radioactivity, getting the chits and selling them to film producers. It's bizarre. It's, I mean, what's so thrilling about Russia are those those juxtapositions of lunacy and brilliance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the whole Soviet project is a combination of those. Yeah. Lunacy and brilliance. Underneath it all brilliance. Manzoni. Yeah. Reading from the Tate website, it talks about his tins. And it says... Artist Mead, Mead de l'Artista, was made at a time when Manzoni was producing a variety of works involving the fetishization and commodification of his own body substances, these including marking eggs with his thumbprint before eating them and selling balloons filled with his own breath. Of these works, the cans of artist Pooh have become the most notorious, in part because of a lingering uncertainty... A lingering uncertainty about whether they actually contain Manzoni's genuine artworks. Not something you'd wish to inquire into too closely. Well, they sell for... That's not the point. The point (laughs) is it's a concept. It's a concept, yeah, 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 yeah. You got it there. They sell for... Uh, And at the bottom it said, such uncertainties. You ready for this? Yes. It imbues them. With an additional level of irony. Perfect. There you go. Yeah, modernism you go. becomes postmodernism. Right. So where do we go from there? We re- how do we recycle that? As myself, a young artist, barely barely in my sixties, <laughs> or anybody else's, 60s or any, an, anyone else's sixties, barely out of my bed, in fact, young artist that I am. My career is quick, quick side. Seagway sideways there. Uh, My studio, when I had a studio a few years ago, they sent this thing out. It was Space Studios. Hello, Fiona at Space HQ. We like what the work they do. Hi there. They sent a thing out saying, we're having a series of seminars for mid-career artists. But to make it clearer for the artists that receive this email, what exactly a mid-career artist is... North Korea or South Korea? Well, I didn't actually specify that. It wasn't so much a geographical reference as a reference to a mid-career artist artist is an artist who the demand for your work outstrips the amount you do so rather than on the phone going please look at me look at me you know come on buy my stuff then I thought well I haven't even really begun yet 
bit bothering. I can hear weeping on the music. Yeah. I'm not worried by it, because that's why I stay in bed. It's comfortable, yeah. it's nice and it's warm. So how do we reference that? I shouldn't have said that. Neither do that's I. That's your French. I've actually got no link at all to go with that one, though. No. Well, let's go to meta, because I'm interested in meta. What does meta mean? It's Greek, is it? Well... As a prefix. Meta, in Buddhist terms, something else altogether. But now uh, meta is the goodness, the feeling. You wish meta. May you have lots of meta, I think. I heard that from the Vipassana meditators that... um, I was involved with at one point. Never quite got it. But All very ter- new agey. In terms of post and meta. Mm. Postmodernism and metamodernism. Metamodernism is an attempt to reclaim modernism, I believe. I'm actually on really Without shaky ground Without the romanticism here. or sentimentality of post-impressionism. Postmodernism. Postmodernism was actually a way of deflating and destroying modernism. Right. So I understand. Hence the neoliberal. Right. Because Margaret Thatcher, uh, postmodernism really came to fore in the 80s when people had the really, really big shoulders. Margaret Thatcher was in the ascendance. Ronald Reagan was running the world from America land. That's just over the other side of the water. And postmodernism came in where vulgarity was reintroduced to architecture. Put some curly bits back yes, on. Yes, indeed. But the curly bits, they got nearly all the curly bits of the architecture from B&Q. <laughs> see what I mean? It just all yeah. fed back in and yeah, fed round. Okay. There was no class anymore. The revolution had stuck a little pin in the balloon of modernism. So I'm going to link Buddhism and audio. You sent me once a book called The Tao of Pooh. <gasps> forgot all about that. Yes, the Tao of Pooh. And I thought it had to do with something different. But it was Pooh Bear. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a wonderful book. And you gave it to me when I was in a great depression at the time. Mm-hmm. It and then there's the Day of Piglet. Tao and Day. The Tao and the Day of Piglet. Yeah. Was there a third book as well? I think there was. I can't remember. Probably the Kangaroo but the Dao or Pooh something. Pooh was the yeah. one. That was the that one. That was when both you and I were quite new age at that point, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, we were. Fairly hmm. new age. Fairly new age. Yes. Whereas we are now... Post New Age. Old age, in their case. Old age, old age, post New Age. Can you get a New Age pension? You've got one, haven't you, more or less? Yeah, I have, actually. The Civil List is a New Age The Civil List. Tell me me about the Civil List, because, you know, I'd like that. Well, I was saying to you, you should... uh, uh, The Civil List is a peculiar... I love saying this. It is in the gift of Her Majesty. And naturally, it's dished out by Downing Street. But if you have... Um, various umpires that believe that you've been sticking to your guns rather than selling out and you're a bit skint, then you can apply for a civil list pension. It's quite small, but it's decent enough. I can run my car on it. And uh, it comes from Downing Street. <laughs> it's, it's called a civil list pension. It's 1400 a year. And you get these payments on very official paper that probably costs more than 1400 um, and I was recommended for it by, I don't know, uh, David Charkham, Bob Kingdom, people like that. Mm-hmm. And then um, Joanna... Dame, Dame Judy. Dame Judy Dench. Joanna Lumley. Is she damed up yet? I've no idea. No. She didn't and, tell me. And Roger McGough, poet. Poet. So I got these very fulsome letters from them and posted them all off. And I, and I got, was awarded this thing in Her Majesty's Gift. I see her with that handbag, clip, clip, opening up Give him 1,400 smackers. You know, I liked him in Lovejoy. Mm. Didn't we, Philip? Mm. Mm-hmm. And does that... That's officially your national treasure, that means? Officially a national treasure. And that treasure, Dudley Sutton, that treasure. Yeah. It's a yeah, small yeah. one, but... Mm, pretty good. Not bad. Can I just point out that we've got some really sad-sounding music on at the moment? Oh, I love sadness. Do you know what this sadness is about at this moment? This is the sound of the world without resonance, 104.4 FM. Oh, them. Even worse, the sound of resonance, 104.4 FM, with adverts. And, oh, and needing funding to ward the adverts away. Philip Morris, eat your heart out. I wouldn't mind doing smoking adverts, actually. 
Hey everyone, get your children to smoke our brand and we will sponsor some more art on your favorite radio station. Absolutely. But let's go back to the sadness. I want to embrace that at the moment. Well, there's a great thing against sadness. Being? Well, the, the, the general idea is one has, to, one has to be happy all the time. and that we want, that, That's the general notion. Yeah, I've never, never subscribed to no, that. No, nor have I. In fact, I love, I prefer um, sad music to happy music, mm-hmm. generally. And I love, you know, like, late quartets and stuff like that. Posh now, but Billy Holiday and people mm. like that. I mean, it's wonderful stuff, and it makes one reflective, and it's useful. And just being... Happy, 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 for me, is rather tiresome. It means you have to get up. Yeah, I do stuff. this. I do this much better than the happy, happy, happy yes. stuff. Yes, definitely. Hypermania. You catch me in one of those moods, which is why I actually usually pre-record Isotopica at 3 o'clock in the morning or something like that, because it's the only time I'm actually... Awake. Chirpy. Yes. Yeah, chirpy. So let's, let's embrace this sadness, the idea of the world without resonance, 104.4 FM. How can we... You and I, you and I, the engineers here in this room, Paul and Luke, there you go. How can we, and the listener, out on the airwaves, out there, on the airwaves, on the airwaves, how can we help resonance, weep for resonance, or tears? It would be tears without resonance, so what we're going to do is, we're going to buy things are we we're going to use some of that money we've earned in some cases some of the money we've stolen doesn't matter where it comes from we can launder it ouch it's not wrong I mean I'm thinking about sponsorship corporate sponsorship it's like I've always been mixed up on that one I mean what do you do if an oil billionaire comes along and says look I want to buy that piece of work there what would I do? Oh, what does one, what does do? one that do? That was one. one. One usually goes chink, chink. Yeah, I know. See, it's difficult. This is what we're saying. The postmodern, metamodern world is complicated. And it's going to be a sadder, colder, emptier world without resonance. One of 4.4 FM. So what we do is we go to the new groovy URL being fundraiser.resonance.fm and we look at all the groovy items there. One of which you can see right in the front, which apparently is very popular, is a jumper. A jumper? By Bella Freud. Really? Bella has donated a couple of her jumpers. And her jumpers are being really, really jolly. Apparently they're very, very busy on the phone line. People are phoning up saying how many stitches, you know, what kind of wool, where's the wool source, what does it mean, this, that and the other there. And what it is, you're buying into something magnificent. You're buying into metamodernism when you buy a Bella Foy jumper. It really is. And to make it even better, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Bella's got the most remarkable son. His name's Jimmy. Jimmy has become a little bit of a friend of mine recently. He He is really rather clever. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go out on a limb. He's at school right now. I'm going to get Jimmy to sign a provenance document for each of those jumpers that the Resonance FM listener can bid for on our website and on our eBay site. And the thing is, he's going to be so famous one day. He's 14 years old, and when I saw some of the photographs he took, I thought, I'm going to leave my camera at home. So that sounds like better modernism. Yeah, 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 it's the future. It's Mm. the future. So you've got jumpers. We've got a lot of prints as well from the L13 Light Industrial Gallery, which is one of those rather groovy, groovy, groovy independent galleries. And they've got Billy Childish, who... Where is Billy? Where is Billy in this this narrative we're trying to thread here between modernism, postmodernism, metamodernism, modern, modern, modernism? Better modernism. Billy used to go out with... Um, what's her name? What's her name? Had the bed in the gallery, you know the one. Tilda. No, Tilda was asleep. That's a good yeah. good link there, because Tilda was asleep in a glass Tilda cage. Tilda was in a foitrine. In a vitrine, yeah. We've got Tilda, Tilda Swinton. Swinton? Yeah. Tilda Swinton. 
in a vitrine in the Serpentine Gallery yeah. where you could go and see her have a nap during the day. That was very, very modern. It was. That was really good. And then the one I can't remember the name of, she does neons like I do, except not as good as mine. Oh, really? Is that a considered judgment? No, it's bitter, bitter and twisted. I think bitter and twisted at this stage. Bitter modernism. Bitter modernism. I was just going to use... Look, I'm just tapping my finger. That's me. Because yes. you, you just... You just may have named something. This could be... You know, you could be encapsulating my art practice. A so bitter modernist. A bitter modernist. Twisted and bitter. <laughs> so, what I've done is I've twisted some ideas around. First bought these out at the Art Boot Fair a few years ago. And it's the notion of how... We recycle ideas. We take ideas from the past and we bring them into the future. And what I've done here is I've recycled in the best way possible a wholesome cultural diet. That's listening to Resonance 104.4 FM. And I've made an artwork which you can all buy one of. It's great to sit on your shelf. It's a talking piece. It certainly is a talking piece. You stick that in the middle of your table when you have yes. people round for supper. Supped. Supped. Oh, my God, what's that? Oh, yeah, I'm really what good. What is that? It's, it's, oh, my God, it's, a, it's, it's recycled and it's packed full of conceptual goodness. It says it on the label. It's 87% organic. It is. And what's the other slogan on the label? It's actually got a warning on the label, yeah. I have to say. This may contain, contain traces of antidepressants. That was a little right. in-joke, that was. Quite frankly, mother's little helper, that's yes. what I call them, my Prozac. Yeah. I love them. Years, you know, I've been fighting Prozac for years, till when I found... I, I, God, I've embraced them. Love They've embraced me. me. Love me, love my Prozac. That's the one. I'd like to do this. This is actually the artwork that you can buy. I'd like that to be my pack of Prozac, but mine don't rattle because they come in the popper packs now. All right. It's another story. Details of that. Why don't you look at my website, which is www.theculture.net. Recycle. And you'll see how this limited edition is going to be unlimited. It's going to be a special edition just for Resonance FM. Wow. You can buy these. Suggested bottle price? Dud. Suggested price. Seven and six. Seven and six. Well, no, that's out of date, isn't it? <laughs> no, not at all. Because How much we're bringing the past into the present. Pre-dust. Guineas. I'd like you to bid in guineas, oh, guineas on this one, please. Yes, actually. 247 yeah, guineas. guineas. Did you ever do your fees in guineas, by the way? No. Only, your only agent probably didn't. Kept doctors, the shilling. analysts and uh, costume um, uh, couturiers. In Guinea, worked in Guinea. Was actually official? I never really understood. No, it just Guinness. seemed to happen. It was kind of a posh way of saying this isn't a hundred quid; it's ninety-nine guineas, which is ninety-nine pounds and ninety-nine pence in the old, in, in the new money. No. It's kind of like the posh pound shop. Yeah. Is it? The, no, the, the Guinea shop. The Guinea, the Guinea shop. shop. Yeah. Mm, so Guinea has another connotation these days. Many. As does everything. So what we've got so far, we've got some jumpers from Bella Freud. We've got a whole unlimited, limited edition, recycled artwork in a jar, looking very, very, very stylish. And I'm leaving it a little bit mysterious, because I want you, yes, you, the Resonance FM listener. Both of you. Hello, Mum. Hello, darling. Actually, well, last, year, I, I, last year I, I had a kind of side site where I just kind of funneled my mailing list and everything to my own website to do the fundraising. And I had a PayPal link. I spent ages coding it, got really excited. Um, I've got a mailing list of about 4,000 people. It's mostly kind of spam emails. Sent two or three of those out. One button press. And that was my sister, Christine. Oh, how sweet. And she didn't go through with the £5 donation. She because she, No, she kind of panicked a little bit halfway through it. <laughs> so much for technology, eh? Exactly. 
lots of items. Lots. Lots and lots and lots of items on the resonance. Sweaters. M. Sweaters. Pot poo. Pot poo. As opposed to potpourri. Kunzerscheisse. Kunzerscheisse, yeah. Jars thereof. There's events. There's all sorts of things. You can go out and see and meet people from resonance. We're we're out on street corners. We're just walking around with tin cans. There's music events. There's art events. There's tropical events there's the relatively good radio show the night of the loving dead that's for friday the 13th that's a nice idea hey but dad you're my valentine i'm your valentine baby so throughout this show we're just looking at the counter over there on the swingometer we've raised over three guineas so far for being on air yeah what three guineas three guineas Mm. which it's just wonderful. Considering we've only got one listener, that's extremely generous. I think it's all from that one listener, actually. Yes. So what have you got coming up, Dudley? Anything? I've, I, I may go to Glastonbury this year. I think Performing I haven't been, haven't poetry been there for a while. Yeah, poetry and uh, torrid verse and... Uh, what's it called? No, vulgar verse and torrid prose. I tell a story about you when I probably get the dates all wrong. I say, you didn't learn guitar until you were... How old were you when you learned to play guitar? About 40. And then you end up playing Glastonbury, doing poems. Yeah. Isn't that kind of wonderful thing? Yeah. And two years ago, I went on a diet of fish and vegetables, and before that, my nails kept cracking. I had to buy false nails to play it, to finger-pick the guitar on the right hand. And I'm up there in Chiswick in a theatre, finger-picking my three chords, and Jimmy Page was sitting just down there, laughing away. And uh, I have a lyric called Three Chords, False Nails, and my mate Jimmy Page. Nice. I remember also when you joined The Clash a few years ago. I, I, I... Sat in with the clash. I didn't. No, what was his name? Mick Jones. Mick Jones. It was at the Rock and Roll Library. That's up Rock in and Roll Hill Public Library is wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. And there was Viv Albertine from the and Slits and, and all the bits and pieces. Came in, sorts, yeah. um, if you came in with a song lyric that he liked, he'd give you. He'd workshop you for three hours, which was great. You know, and I'd written a song called "It's All Lies," a political song about lies. And we sat there and did that, but looking from the bit of film, I look pretty feeble. No, I've got I've got video of that. Yeah. You actually look really. And and but my favourite line from that because you actually phoned me up that night said, "I joined the Clash. I'm 70, <laughs> whatever it was at that time." Yeah. And that's kind of like a really nice thing to do. That's the kind of thing that can happen if you listen to Resonance 104.4 exactly. FM. It's almost guaranteed that you will be able to join the Clash or the Culture.net. The Culture.net, yeah. Forward um, slash forward slash theculture.net wherever there's all sorts of things on theculture.net there's kind of like the wild wild wonderful world of my further art practice everything which is for sale there except for the things that aren't of course the illegal artworks of which there are two genuinely illegal artworks oh wonderful one of which sold and that was a crime Mm, good criminal artist we're coming to arrest you very very soon um I'm the policeman of your artistic endeavour. What's the new poem? I am the policeman of your paranoia. Nice. Coming to arrest you, better call your lawyer. Though you say you didn't do it, somebody saw you. I am the policeman of your paranoia. Nice. When are we going to get the finished version, do you think? Nearly, actually. It's It's coming together in the last couple of days. We're going to have that on the radio when it's ready. Oh, I hope so. Probably not live, because I like to record it all round the table. Anyway, this is a very, very rare event, Isotopical Live, because normally I spend hours and hours and hours over every dot, T, mixing, I, B, mixing, adding this and that there. We came out today just for a chat with Dudley, who's come along especially to help fundraise for Resonance 104.4 FM. It is the world's most wonderful art radio station. It's the most wonderful radio station, art or not. It really doesn't matter. And it would be so sad if it wasn't just as jolly and free and kind of groovy as Resonance FM tends to be. Nobody has said sorry to me once. 
we could do that afterwards. We could pretend to be the BBC as we walk off towards the tube station. I'll be awful. So, Dudley, um, 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 get your agent to put the invoice in the post. And and, 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 sorry, Dudley. Oh, yeah, rather good. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, Hugo. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, fundraiser.resonance.fm. There's loads of items from me and my friends. There's an unlimited limited edition of Bits and Pieces, Odds and Sods. There's Jumpers by Bella Freud. Jimmy's going to sign a piece of paper. Dudley's come along specially today to fundraise for us all. This is a very rare live iStopka, thanks to the engineers here in the studio and everyone here at Resonance FM. This is just coming up. You might get the little bleepy noise that I like to have at the end. Who knows if there's time. Shall I just stop talking? Remember my website, www.theculture.net. This is me, Simon Tishko, signing off for another seven days. Bye. Goodbye. Thanks, Dudley. Thank you. This programme was brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. Visit our website at resonancefm.com to hear our vast range of original 24-7 broadcasts. Resonance is a not-for-profit broadcast platform and relies on public support. If you like what you've heard, make a secure donation at resonancefm.com.